Welcome to Still Dead from Chipperish Media. I'm story expert and misleading magical hamburger, Lonnie Diane Rich. And I'm researcher Dr. Kelly Jones, and I may be jaded, but I do my homework. I'm right, you do. And we're here today to talk about Angel Season 3, Episodes 15 and 16, Loyalty and Sleep Tight, both of which are watchers. You're awfully chipper today, so let's raise the stakes. Loyalty opens with Wes, asleep at his desk at the Hyperion, having a nightmare where Angel kills Connor. Wesley is woken by Angel and the baby, and he accompanies them to the doctor for Connor's checkup. Angel is thrilled that his son is healthy and happy, but Wesley is twisted up with fear over the prophecy. And Wesley has good reason to be worried, because Angel's enemies are closing in. Wolfram and Hart steals Connor's blood from the doctor's office, and Holt sends Aubrey, one of his recruits whose son was turned into a vampire, to spy on Angel Investigations. Sajan returns to Holtz and demands that he kills Angel, but Holtz tells Sajan to fuck off. So Sajan goes to Lila, who is happy to go against company policy and help him finally put an end to Angel. Wesley pays a wizard an obscene amount of money to locate the Loa, a mystical oracle of sorts designed as a burger joint drive through statue. The Loa tells Wesley that Angel will kill Connor and there's nothing Wesley or anyone else can do to stop it, and time is running out. The Loa tells Wesley to ask the right question and to look for three signs, an earthquake, fire, and blood. A devastated Wesley returns to the hotel to find Angel lovingly tending to Connor, and Wesley believes for a moment that all of his fears have been ridiculous. But then an earthquake shakes the hotel, the pot Angel was using to warm Connor's bottle catches fire, and the room is engulfed in flames. Angel leaps across broken beams to rescue Connor, and blood from his injuries falls onto the baby's blanket. Wesley is horrified as he faces all three signs and believes that the prophecy is true. The father will kill the son. Loyalty aired on February 25th, 2002. It was directed by James A. Cotner and written by Mayor Smith. All right, Dr. Jones. So loyalty, kind of a big episode. Kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. On the perfect happiness scale, randomly going from zero at stake this to six at lost your soul. What do you think of loyalty? So we have discussed in the past that I am, in fact, a shallow, shallow woman. And (laughs) narratively, there may be some questions about this episode, but I gave it a perfect six because (laughs) other than some Fred and gun and hamburger shenanigans, Mm -hmm. I love everything about this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Angel is great as Dr. Dad. Wes as the tormented seer is so powerful. Lila is fucking delightful in her evil badassery. As always, yes. Uh, Yeah. Holtz is so compelling in his role as antagonist. And there's some stake-raising prophecy action. Even that Enchanted Hamburger drive-thru, which should be ridiculous, kind of works, maybe. Although I have questions about it. Yeah. But mostly, the whole pH scale was tipped by Dark Wesley because... (laughs) Hello, Dark Wesley. You're really here, and I love you. Oh, my goodness. Right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, I gave this episode a five. 
Woo! Um, Which is damn high for Lonnie Diane Rich standards. High, pretty high for me. I mean, this is where we really start to see Dark Wesley, and I am here for it, and it's great. Um, I like Holtz. I like that Wesley mm-hmm. and Angel figured out the trick with Aubrey. Justine is, you know, terrible. The Fred and Gun stuff is weird. Lila is awesome, as always. Um, mm-hmm. The hamburger pisses me off but only in the like context of the whole story so we're gonna have to right. tiptoe around some spoilers to address that without spoiling but it's really annoying but in the moment it's kind of cute and it's kind of fun and i love watching wesley speak to a great big magical hamburger so that is adorable yeah um yep. so basically i'm torn on a lot of this but dark goddamn wesley Wyndham price makes this a five for me <laughs> Uh, yeah. I love that we can agree on the most important thing about Angel the series. Oh, yeah. Wesley. <laughs> it's Wesley. It's Wesley. this is where it all begins. And I love it. 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 So I, I had so many moments of perfect happiness mm-hmm. here and very few things to stake. Okay. Um, so my first is Angel is Mr. Dad. Mm-hmm. And like, I love Angel and Wes together at the doctor's office with the baby. Yeah. Like these two guys in black leather coats with an infant. And <laughs> Well, you know what I also really liked is that nobody said anything. Nobody yes. was like, oh, let's make the, these guys must be gay joke. And then they're exactly. all like, oh, no, we're not gay. We're just friends. This is Uncle Wes or blah, blah, blah. Any of yep. that. There was none of that bullshit. People yep, thought they were gay. So they didn't good. care. It was fine. Didn't Nobody care. seemed to have a problem with these two dads with the baby. And that was great. So I actually really liked that it just went without any commentary at all. Like, I don't yeah. know. Like, maybe it's just normal. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, yep. it is. <laughs> it is. And I love this kind of model for co-parenting. Yes. Like, it's not a traditional family structure, but all the adults are taking care of the baby. And mm-hmm. I love it. Um, and Angel's pride and relief over Aww. Connor being healthy was so sweet. Um, but of course, one of the moms from the waiting room is really a Wolfram and Hart agent there to steal Connor's right. blood because <laughs> this is the Whedon verse and we because can't just have a happy dad. No. You know, <laughs> but Angel ordering those itty bitty hockey sticks and Aww, that teeny tiny jersey, I just melted. And yeah. I love that they also gave a rationale for that mm-hmm. you know he chose hockey because the games are indoors and usually played at night so he'd be able to take connor to them yes yeah. and oh i just he's so full of love mm-hmm. you know talking about wanting to watch connor grow up and yeah. and then we get that really cute scene of angel and gun playing hockey with the itty bitty <laughs> <laughs> sticks very cute and even though they broke a window yeah. it still delighted me yeah no um, that's really really sweet it was really sweet. And then we moved from the sweet to the not sweet that also incredibly much works for mm-hmm. me with one Lila Morgan. Oh, my God. I love her so much. <laughs> oh, my God. And she's in her office and Sajan just materializes. Right. And she doesn't bat an eye. She's just mm-hmm. like, you don't have an appointment. And <laughs> Oh, my God. I loved it. And she's telling him that she knows all about him. Mm -hmm. You know, we have files and records. And she kind of sits back and she's like, my company rocks. Like, I am on the winning team and all will bow before me. (laughs) (laughs) But probably my favorite Lila moment is when she is telling Sajan, like, exactly the company line. You know, we're not going to kill Angel, blah, blah, blah. 
And then she writes on her legal pad, count me in. (laughs) (laughs) Because she knows she's probably bugged. Yes, absolutely. And she, you know, she's not going to kill Angel. But if somebody else kills Angel, she'll stand back and watch. You know, maybe she can help a little. Yeah. Um, And then I really like, I like this episode and the next. We get like Lila's favorite bar. Yeah. Where she's hanging out after work. Mm -hmm. And when Sajan is there with her. You know, she's, she also tells him, she's like, you may be insubstantial, but I can still smell your fear. Oh, yeah. Like, she wants to know why he's scared of Angel. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I mean, she is just, I mean, she's evil as hell, but God, I love her I love on this her. show. You know, yeah. I mean, like, she's evil as hell, but like, you know, she's straightforward. You know what side she's on. She's playing the game, you know. I mean, I, I just, I love her. I do, too. Um, and we got another female character this time that I really mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Um, and Aubrey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she was, she's a spy from Holtz's group, mm-hmm. but she also has a real story. Like the story she brings to Angel and Wesley is true. Is true. Yeah. You know, her son mm-hmm. was killed by vampires and, and she's very sympathetic. Yeah. You know, and, and I like how, you know, Wesley was very empathetic and comforting to her, but so was Gunn. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and Gunn tells her, what came to your door wasn't your son. Yeah. It looked like your son, but it wasn't him. And the, and you see his pain over his sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In that. And I thought it was really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we've had that conversation before, though. Yeah. With vampires, like, you know, in the beginning of Buffy, right? The, you mm-hmm. know, Giles is like, that's not your friend. It's just, you know, a demon running around in his body. But that's not entirely true. I mean, it is them a little bit. It just is without them a soul, right? A little bit, yeah. And and I think that's why, like, I've been thinking yeah. a lot about why the story world holds vampires accountable for their actions yeah. when we don't, when other people are possessed. And mm-hmm. I think maybe this is why. Mm-hmm. Because it seems like there's still some of that person in there. Yeah. But then Angel says to Aubrey, he says, if somebody becomes a vampire, there's no turning back. No matter how much you want to believe that some part of them can be saved, all that's left is an evil thing. Yeah. And what I love about that is when Angel's talking, the camera is on Wesley. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're really hearing this from Wesley, knowing what's weighing on Wesley's mind Mm -hmm. as he's listening to Angel himself say, a vampire can never be saved. Right. And the thing is, is that these are, you know, these are things like Gunn needs to believe that because he killed his sister. You right. Know? So like he needs to believe that there was no part of her in there, you know. Right. And um, and Angel, you know, is she was upset because she hadn't let her son in, all that kind of stuff, you know. And that Angel was like, well, somebody becomes a vampire. This term, but like to make her feel better. So everybody's right. really like telling the narrative that they need to tell, even though it may mm-hmm. not be the true more complex narrative available and as wesley's listening to this there's you can't save them they're always a vampire um you know i mean he's struggling with this idea that angel is going to kill connor and angel no matter what he's still a vampire right yeah and it just it adds so much weight to mm-hmm. Wesley's decision and to yeah. his, you know, to what he's fighting with. And, and I just really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and I really love the dynamic between Wesley and Holtz. Yeah. In this mm-hmm. episode, because mm-hmm. Holtz gets it. 
Yeah. Like he sees what Wesley's struggling with so clearly, mm-hmm. you know, and he, he says, and jealous is in his nature and the beast will reemerge. Mm-hmm. You've seen it, you know it, and that's why you're here. Right. Like Holtz has got some serious insight. Yeah. You know, he, he got a copy of the prophecy. I guess they have been, you know, stealing things from Angel's office. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. But he said, I, I don't need that prophecy to know that that baby's in danger. Mm-hmm. And and I think there's a part of Wesley that probably thinks the same thing. Yeah. You know, and like his role is to kill Angel if he has to. Like right. that is what Angel has trusted him to do. Mm-hmm. And now Angel has this infant who's dependent on him and is also at risk, really, because yeah. we've seen Angel slip more mm-hmm. than once. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and I really like this this kind of back and forth when Wesley tells Holtz's army, you know, all of those people are there because they lost someone to a vampire. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I can't know what it's been like for any of you. And Holtz says, you might know soon enough. Right. Because, I mean, the thing that we don't really think about is that all of them are Connor's family. Like, right. it's Angel's son, but Wesley loves that baby, too. You know, right. and he doesn't want anything bad to happen to the baby. And he's trying to figure all of this out. And it's it's really tough. It is. And and I think Holtz really hits that so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like there's there's almost an equilibrium between yeah. Wesley and Holtz. They yeah. both have this very dark edge, but they both have a very calm, almost polite mm-hmm. side to them. And I really like them facing each other. Um, but Holt says, you may discover that a child's coffin, Mr. Wyndham Price, weighs nothing. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah, that socks you right in the face. I mean, and, and Holt is, I mean, he's hateable, but he's also incredibly sympathetic and he's compelling. Right. Like, I right. get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, most of my moments of perfect happiness come from Dark Wesley. Oh, my God. <laughs> So we open with this nightmare, mm-hmm. right? Which I think is kind of a great way to show us there's going to be some new stuff with this character, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. this is this is different now. And it's almost we're seeing him the way he sees himself yeah, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and him catching on to Aubrey's bullshit is so great. Yeah. You know, and he, he's like, you're good. I like the lonely thing. Like right. he just calls her out. Mm-hmm. Um when he follows Aubrey back to Holtz mm-hmm. and he says, don't blame her. I would have found you eventually. Oh, and he's yeah. framed in that doorway. And it's oh, like, yeah. hello, Dark Wesley. <laughs> hello. This is your moment. Here this is. is your entrance. Yes. You are here to rock our world. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. And welcome. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, and the first thing we see him do is just punch this guy straight in the throat and tell him to lay on the floor for a while and gag. <laughs> that is the moment. Like, that is the moment where I was like, oh, hello. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Yes, Wesley, tell me more. <laughs> what else would you like to lie on the floor and do? Exactly. I mean, right? Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> but then we also get, we got one of my favorite Wesley lines, uh, the last episode, and we got another one this time. Mm-hmm. Because he's arguing with Holtz about Angel versus Angelus. Mm -hmm. And he says, if it's a sacrifice you require, then take me. Angel is no more responsible for the crimes of Angelus than I am. Oh, yeah. And I 
just wanted to stand up and cheer when he said that. But I think it's a little more complex than that. Because Mm -hmm. there, and it it seems to be individually contextual, right? Mm -hmm. Some people retain some of their personality. Yeah. Some people retain empathy. Some people retain the ability to love as vampires and some don't. Mm -hmm. So I just don't think it's this black and white thing. Yeah. So this is the first time that we acknowledge that it may not be the fault of the vampire, you know, that like the vampire, the the person who was the vampire, you know, was possessed by Mm -hmm. demons. And so it wasn't really their fault. And usually we do hold them responsible in a way we don't hold anybody else responsible. But here Wesley is saying no. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and I love it because I mean, the episode is named loyalty. You know, we get that even at the very beginning in Wesley's nightmare, you know, Gunn says Mm -hmm. you got to admire the loyalty. Yeah. And he is loyal to Angel, but he's, he's so torn about what he's supposed to do. Yeah. Based on the knowledge that he has, you know, right. But I do love that Wesley still holds on to his snark. Yeah. And that when Holtz is talking about wanting to protect Connor and he's like, you don't believe me? And Wesley says, huh, not not sure, really. It could be the low, scary voice that's giving me trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and he tells Holtz, this isn't war, it's revenge. Mm -hmm. And he's right. Yeah. Because that is what Holtz is after. Um, But that whole dynamic between the two of them it that whole scene just delighted me yeah um and then at the end with wesley and angel you know angel's talking about how much he loves connor and wesley says love can be a terrible thing yeah and and you almost feel like he's talking about his love for angel and his love for that baby and Mm -hmm. like i'm having to deal with this Right. Not just for someone that I work with and I respect, mm-hmm. but I, you know, there's a lot of love there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Angel, you know, he he's talking and he's like, "But what I feel for Connor, even with all that fear, it's not terrible. It's beautiful." Yeah. And we have this great moment when Wesley just cracks and he yeah. starts laughing, you know, and he's like, "Stupid people talking to hamburgers is funny." <laughs> it is funny it is funny because he feels this huge relief like how can i be seeing angel be such a great dad Mm -hmm. and also fear this like this is ludicrous everything's going to be fine yeah and he has this beautiful moment of relief and then the earthquake hits Mm -hmm. and oh the devastation on his face you know he gets all three signs in a row he believes it's true Mm -hmm. and it just breaks my heart yeah it was so well done. That is amazing. It was really fun. Yep. And I only had a couple things to stake. Um, so we got Gunn and Fred going to the pier and then mm-hmm. staying after dark, exactly the opposite of what Wesley told them to do. So go team. Yeah. Um, like, what? Really? Like, really? And of course, they get surrounded. Gee, I'm so surprised. And they have to fight. <laughs> and they almost die. And oh, my God, I never saw that coming. Right. Um, but... Justine, who was like hiding and recording them, mm-hmm. looked kind of gleefully happy when Gun almost died. Like she was enjoying, yeah, watching that. Justine is just weird. Justine is just kind of Justine is awful. weird. You know, I always really want to like her because she's a feisty redhead. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. but yeah, I just I don't. And the whole Fred and Gun stuff 
is just weird. I mean, she feels bad for not standing up to Wesley, but first of all, she didn't know in the moment that Wesley knew about her and Gunn. Second of all, he wasn't being explicit. He didn't say, this right. is about you and Gunn. Right. Um, and then we've got Gunn's weird, like, I choose you over battling the bad guys. But the fact is, like, he doesn't have to choose her over that. It's, right. you know, he doesn't have to work for Angel Investigations. He can choose her over Angel. But it's mm-hmm. not like he has to stop being a hero he can still go out and fight demons it's not like they you know they have some kind of corner on the market or whatever so yeah. that whole thing i thought was really weird it was supposed to be romantic and i just like fred yeah. and gun just don't work for me yeah it it didn't work for me i mean you know yeah. i'm a romantic and fierce choosing is like my thing oh sure and yeah. we had this great line from him yeah like i choose you and i was like really But yeah, because he's saying, if I don't, you know, I can give all of that up. And I'm like, but you don't have to give all of that up. Nobody's asking you to give all that up. You just would stop working for Angel. Right. That's it. But you can still keep doing everything that you do. You just would do it without like the visions. But there's still demons nobody ever had a vision about that you can go and like get and save people. And, you know, so I mean, it's not like he'd have to give up who he is for her. And so when he does that whole thing, it feels like a lot of romance theater Mm -hmm. on his part as opposed to like actual romance not to mention the fact that like they've been together for a little while they know each other for a little while they just started dating and it's like oh you know did i come on too strong or whatever and she's like no just strong enough and i'm like (laughs) yeah i was like strong yeah really like you're just in the beginning of this thing here Right, and to put I all that know. on her, like, I choose yeah. you at this point. Like, you know, it's it's a little early, gun. Like, slow yeah. your roll. It's okay. You got early. time. You got mm-hmm. time. And in that weird, you know, romantic space, love triangle, yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. um, Fred goes to Wesley and tells him to ask out Aubrey. Or she's, yeah. like, trying to set him up with Aubrey. And I'm yeah. like, Fred, no. Yeah. No. Like, no. Don't do that. Like, why? No, well, it's why also would this, you like, you can't have me, but I want you to have somebody. And it feels right. like pity. And, and it's yeah. just insulting. You Plus, know? why Aubrey? Because she just happens to be a woman who walks She's through the door. She's a woman there. And, uh, and she looked in her file and she's single. Right. And, that, so and that's all the requirement yeah. that I guess he needs. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but the biggest thing I want to stake in this episode is something I can't stake thoroughly because we don't do spoilers um right but but it's killing me but okay (laughs) let's just say this without spoilers let's just say that we have this mysterious loa hamburger right and wesley goes to the hamburger and says (laughs) you know here are my questions and the hamburger which is supposed to be all knowing about everything uh does not know something that is really essential to what we're going to be doing in the next few episodes so yes. it's misleading. It's a, it, they're lying to the audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're lying to Wesley. And that's the thing. Like the hamburger itself, I think, is kind of funny. The idea of speaking to a mystical hamburger, you know, it's yeah. kind of funny. It's a little like, you know, a little over the edge, you know, silly, mm-hmm. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like I could almost I'm almost on board, you know, except for this thing where it is deliberately misleading uh, not yeah. just Wesley, but the audience as well. And so whenever you lie to your audience, like, it pisses me off. So yes. that makes me hate the hamburger, which otherwise might have delighted me kind of a little bit. Yes, yes. exactly. So mm-hmm. thank you for staking that without spoiling. 
Um, <laughs> trying to stake it without spoiling. Trying to stake it without spoiling. <laughs> but, but maybe, but maybe. Yeah. In the mystical realm, just like in the real world, you don't go for your best nutritional or philosophical value at the fast food drive-thru. Uh, maybe. maybe. Maybe you should, con- like, you should consider your sources there, yes. Wesley. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all the all knowing Loa. All knowing Living Loa. inside a hamburger statue. Because <laughs> that's a story. Like, how did he get there? Why did he get in there? Why? Yeah. How did he get stuck in there? I yeah, mean, he's he like a really off. shitty person. Yeah. So he got like the crap job? Like, is that? Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, maybe he thought, okay, this is a place a lot of people come every day mm-hmm. and talk. Yes. Maybe he thought his chances were higher of like somebody asking a really interesting yeah. question i don't i think I i'm gonna know. try it the next time i go through starbucks just right. for the hell of it right you know? just say the incantation to see what the hell happens just 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 maybe to see i'll like, let you know how it goes ma'am yeah. can i get you a latte <laughs> <laughs> would you like that with foam <laughs> that prophecy yeah. how many shots of espresso are exactly. in there exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I will not be taking my research questions to Loa. No, I don't think so. But I had many, and that's yes. one of the reasons that I love this episode so much. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going to start with Holtz. Sure. So Holtz tells Justine, things aren't always black and white, good and evil. Mm-hmm. And Justine says, what about Angelus? And Holtz says, oh, he's evil. Right. <laughs> so it seems to me that Holtz is able to see the complexity of gray area everywhere other than Angel. I don't know. I don't think that he cares. I don't oh. think that he cares. I think that he's out for vengeance and he will say mm-hmm. whatever he needs to. To He saw Justine kind of asking questions. Right. Which she's not supposed to do. A, because she's subservient. B, because she's a woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, um, yeah, so I just, I don't know, like, Holtz, I feel like you can't ever trust what he says because Holtz lies. And yeah. he will, he'll do, like, he has one thing. He serves one God, and that's vengeance, and that's it. And whatever has to be done to make that happen, he will mm-hmm. do. He will lie. He that's will what stick I, yeah. an ice pick in somebody's hand. Like, <laughs> this guy does not really have what you would call, like, boundaries. You know, yeah, he's he's a very focused cult leader. He um, is definitely, yeah. But but he used to be a man of faith, right? right. And so that difference between soulless Angelus and insult angel, mm-hmm. I would have thought he would have at least pondered that. Like mm-hmm. I don't expect him to forgive Angel. Mm-hmm. I don't. Right. Um, and then and that he made doesn't me have to forgive Angel, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> but it makes me wonder, like, what else? could we possibly expect from Holtz? Right. Right. He wakes up in the 21st century. Angel's still alive. What? It's not like he had time in deeply reflective space. I mean, he mm-hmm. was unconscious right. for those 200 years. So I don't know what else we would expect from him in yeah. the story, except to want his revenge. Mm-hmm. Um, but he seems to be capable if not of empathy, then of really deep insight into people. Like he knows how to right. read people. Yeah. Um, he's recruited a lot of people yeah. already, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and when Sajan comes back and he's like, you owe me a dead vampire. And Holtz is like, what are you going to do about it? I mean, first of all, I wanted to give Holtz <laughs> <Yeah>. points. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, 
But then Holtz tells Saljan, he's like, I know how to trap you in this magical urn. And I'm like, how did he already learn? Like, does Holtz have some Holtz library? Holtz serious business. I mean, yeah. Holtz, this is why I like Holtz as an antagonist. Like, mm-hmm. he's sympathetic because what he's been through. Um, right. He's incredibly capable, you know, yes. which I really like that. Um, he is dedicated to his task. You know, he doesn't get distracted. There's not much else going on with Holtz. It's vengeance and vengeance. Mm -hmm. And then after he wakes up, you know, sleeps and wakes up, it's more vengeance. Like, that's it. That's all he's got on his, you know, on his day planner, right? Yeah. Um, So he's very (laughs) dedicated. He's he's really, really focused. And I like that about Holtz. Like, I like all of these things about Holtz. But the idea that he's a good man, that he's an honorable man, that he's a man of faith. I don't think, I think that that's what he says he is. Or maybe but that's he what he used he to be. He doesn't live to it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe what it, he used to be before he found his family killed. Right. And he was a vampire hunter. I mean, he was basically a, you know, an unpowered, you know, like not supernatural, you know, vampire slayer. Like he was trying to protect people from vampires. In the beginning, how he started out, not that different from Gunn. Yeah, that's true. You know? But he became obsessed with vengeance and that essentially, um, you know, destroyed anything that he was aside from the vengeance. Yeah. Yeah. He just opens up a big crunchy space because I find him incredibly compelling. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. He's interesting. Um, And you have a research question about Holtz and Justine. I do. When did they start sleeping together? I mean, I think definitely before this, uh-huh. probably after the ice pick in the hand. So somewhere in there, mm-hmm. these yep. two started up. And Justine, Justine, <laughs> Justine is interesting. I I hate her. Like, yeah. I don't like necessarily like it's not even as like a person as the character, but like just like her existence in this story. Like she is so annoying and it's like they're trying to write somebody who's like this strong kick-ass tough woman but she's also deeply disturbed and really super into holtz which is weird because of the ice pick like there's a certain point (laughs) when somebody's like you know pushes an ice pick through your hand Mm -hmm. i think that like after that you don't sleep with them right probably i think that's a good rule Yes. I'm just saying, as a rule, I've always had that rule since I was young, <laughs> right? Um, but, like, she is so into, and I mean, it's not that, like, there isn't a reality space for people who are into people who hurt them, um, but I don't know, like, there's just, it's there's something about Justine that she just feels more like a cardboard stand-up of a character Mm-hmm. than necessarily like an actual character herself and i really want to be interested in her i really want to like her i want mm-hmm. to or even if i don't like what she does like i want to like her you yeah. know um she's tough she's kick-ass she's capable like there's all these things and yet like there's just she, every time she's on screen and i used to like like her more every time i watch this show i hit justine and i like her less every mm-hmm. single time and so as we're running through these episodes i'm like oh for fuck's sake get her off the screen i hate her um she's just not interesting holtz is interesting holtz is compelling yeah justine is like i don't know like just yeah. bland yeah, she yeah. is bland. It's like they were going for sadist, but it got watered down. Or yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know what her 
deal is and she's not consistent necessarily like sometimes no. she's one way and other times she's another way and then in the mm -hmm. next episode we're going to see her be completely different it's all weird and i don't particularly yeah. care for it i don't either but but the character we can count on for consistency yes. is yes. our favorite lila oh right lila. Mm -hmm. so i have a research question about her yeah so when we see her in her office she's on the phone with her mother Yes. And she's like, no, mom, this is Lila. You called Lila. And she has to remind her mom where she lives. Yeah. So her mother has some kind of dementia, right? Mm -hmm. or, or something going on. Yes. So narratively, mm -hmm. why do we add this element to Lila's character? Like, what does it do for the story? Are we supposed yeah. to feel like she's more human? Are we supposed to feel more sympathetic for her now? Like, I couldn't figure out exactly why that was in there or what we were supposed right. to do with it it's supposed to i think give her vulnerability right because we see there's something she genuinely cares about something human you mm -hmm. know um but i don't think that like she necessarily needed that lila's everything comes from her job her right. vulnerability comes from her job when she's insecure that somebody's going to kill her um you know like everything um, everything comes from this one space and this one identity. And the fact is, is that she is an antagonist. And while it's, it's interesting to have antagonists with vulnerability, you don't necessarily really need it in an mm -hmm. antagonist. And I'm, I'm always one for giving us vulnerability. Like I'm always one for showing a character's vulnerability. But right. I think there's something about this particular vulnerability that feels very tacked on. It feels like, yes. oh, look, here is Lila's human side. Does it have anything to do with the story? No. Does no. it affect the way that she interacts with anybody? No. no. Is there anything, you know, there's no real reason to like have it mm -hmm. in there narratively. It doesn't change the way that her character moves through or interacts with the world. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't entirely understand why that's there, why we're spending this kind of time on it. Yeah, me too. Especially because we don't ever see it again. Like if, if yeah. in a future episode. We reference it vaguely. Right. But, I mean, it's but, not, but that's it. It doesn't matter. But, yeah. but like if Angel went evil and tracked her mother down and called yeah. her from the nursing right. facility and was like, Hey, guess who I'm visiting? Yeah. Then hell yeah. Then there, yeah. Then there'd but, be a reason to bring her mother into it. Yeah. But, yeah. It, it just struck me as odd. Um, yeah. And then we get the conversation with Lila and Saljan, and he says, you know, I need something to take care of Angel. It's rare. It's valuable. It's difficult to find. You know, yeah. I need Connor's blood. And Lila's like, oh, I've already got it. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, which was great, mm -hmm. except she tells Saljan, you know, the lab says it's just regular blood. Like, there's nothing mm -hmm. special about it. And Saljan says, well, that's because they're looking for the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. That never pays off. Yeah. Like, coming to the next episode, if he had said, well, you're using it for the wrong purpose, maybe. Yeah. But what the hell are they supposed to be looking for? It's just it's just these little plot holes open all over right. the place, and nobody comes in and fills them in, and it drives yeah. me nuts. Yeah, I don't know. You know, and she, she says Wolfram and Hart's official policy is to let Angel live until he becomes useful. Right? right. So we're back to this. And I'm like, how do they expect Angel to become useful? Like... Right. It's what? just there's this whole thing that like he's pivotal in the apocalypse, but they don't know which side he's going to be on. Yeah. So they want to get him on his side, on their side. But the chances of that happening, I mean, slim. right? Yeah. Like they have experience with Angel now, but even with that, Lila, you know, in in writing her note, count me in. It's like she wants to kill Angel. Right. So. 
I mean, I understand she's pissed off. You know, she had this super hot makeout session with him, and you don't just break up with Lila Morgan. Like, I get no, that. Right. But that. <laughs> he, he did not finish what he started. Exactly. And, I mean, uh, she's no, going right. to she's gonna be pissed about that for a while. Um, right. But I, I'm like, so Wolfram and Hart is her whole identity, her source of strength, her source of power. Mm-hmm. Why would she be willing to go against them to kill Angel? I think Angel must be really annoying because every time she goes up against him, she loses. You know, there's okay. the whole Billy thing. He like threw the rebar through her magical mind seer <laughs> who was putting the whammy on Cordelia. Like whenever she goes up against Angel, she can't kill him, but he can do whatever he wants. You know, and of course he's never going to kill her because she's Lila and we love her. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I think that I can I can see it. I can see where she's just tired of Angel mucking up her stuff, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, I can see that. All right. Okay. And so then I had a question about the title. Mm -hmm. So we have this idea of loyalty, right? Yes. Wesley is loyal to Angel Mm -hmm. to the point of offering himself as a sacrifice to Holtz. Yes. He's trying to save Angel from himself and to save Connor from Angel. But he doesn't take any of this to the rest of the team. Right. So is that him being, is he being not loyal to the team or is he... He doesn't trust anyone else or he doesn't think anyone else is capable of doing what he thinks has to be done. It's just dumb. Why don't you just tell Angel? This is what prophecy says. Let's all get together and figure something out. Like, okay, I'm not going to lie. I love this whole run. I love Wesley's struggle with this. I love him trying to figure everything out on his own. Um, but yeah, it is one of those things where like, just talk, just talk to your friends. Like, and right. he's not like, I mean, I think that his loyalty is to Angel to the point where he will do things that Angel doesn't want him to do because he feels like it's best for Angel, you know, and right. he's trying to save Connor and all of that. Um, and it's exactly his loyalty that's going to cause him to become disloyal you know right um so that's a thing but i don't know like i feel like it's i love everything that comes out of this this one you know inciting incident with this Mm -hmm. prophecy um but if you look at it it is really stupid that he doesn't just go to angel and say the prophecy says the father will kill the son i don't know what to do about it but you should know about this because this is you this is your son maybe Angel gets to make the call about how we prevent that. Right. Because if he had told him and he had told him about the three sons and then we had had the earthquake and the fire and the blood. As a parent, I would have said, Wesley, take my baby and go far, far away. Exactly. Take my baby. And I think Angel would have done the same. Yes. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so I just like, really? And especially you've got Lorne. Like, yep. go sing for Lorne, dude. Come on. Right. So Lorne I just, is the one who sees all. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. So I just, mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, okay. And it's not like Wesley doesn't have experience with prophecies that don't turn out exactly the way he thinks they might turn out. Yes. Right? Like, mm-hmm. he's, <laughs> so I just, I mean, I love where it goes. I love what it does for the story. And maybe this yes. is Wesley's weakness, right? Is his right. over-reliance on his own knowledge. And we've, we've talked about that before. Yeah. No, but I part mean, of me, part of his character. Yeah. I just want to be like, dude, really? But it does seem so stupid. It does. Like, it's so incredibly stupid. Like, I mean, I understand all of that from Wesley. Wesley's arrogant, you know? I mean, like, I get all of that. 
Um, but when it comes right down to it, you look at it and you think, okay, here's this prophecy. How do I prevent that from coming true? I talk to the one who's going to kill the other. Right. <laughs> you know, and say, this is what, this is what I see. And you should know about it because if there's ever, and you know, I don't know, all of it is just, it's just dumb. And yeah. it's, and Wesley has a lot of things and he has a lot of things that aren't good. I will absolutely admit that, even though I love him anyway, mm -hmm. you know, I can see his flaws, but this isn't like, uh, this doesn't feel like one of his flaws to me. It just feels like a flaw in the writing. Like we didn't motivate the secrecy I think, yes. at all. Yes. And I think you need to motivate the secrecy in order to make that and to tighten that up and make that feel like he right. really didn't have any other choices. Right. Like if he had tried to tell somebody about that prophecy and they were right. like, no, no, no. Like, remember what happened last time? This is going to be right. fine. And mm -hmm. then he felt like he had no other recourse but to act alone. Right. I would get mm -hmm. it. But yeah, you're right. The The secrecy isn't motivated. Yeah. Um, but this episode did raise a question for me. It felt like there was a moment of kind of psychic connection with Wesley. Mm -hmm. So his, in that nightmare that he has at the beginning... Um, in the in the dream, Angel says, oh, Wes already knows the answer. He's just looking for the question. Right. Mm -hmm. And then when he talks to the hamburger, <laughs> Lois says, you have answers, human. You search now only for the question. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay. So is he telling himself what he already knows? Or was, yeah. was his dream prophetic in terms of what he was going to hear? I mean, you don't know what to expect when you talk to a magical hamburger. No. Yeah. But... I was just like, okay, there was a little bit of psychicness yeah. to yeah. that dream. Yeah. You know. I mean, something, there's, there's something prophetic in the dream itself. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, and that he's trying to figure out what the question is, you know, mm -hmm. but, but like, what is the question supposed to be? The question is supposed to be, uh, is this prophecy true? Right. <laughs> Like, or what's the flaw or what am I missing? Right. Or, or where's, where's the weirdness? Because every prophecy has right. some kind of thing where they're like, oh, 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 right. but this was right. vague. And now who should you know. I tell? Right. Who should yes. I share this with? Might have yes. been a great question for mm -hmm. Wesley to consider. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah. I did like all of the research space that mm -hmm. this opened yeah. for me. No, there so. was a lot. There's a lot of good stuff. The questions to be asked there. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So we end with some broodiness because um, mm -hmm. we got some darkness coming, so I'll brood. Okay. <laughs> uh, loyalty brings us to Dark Wesley, and what more could you possibly want in an episode of television? <laughs> I mean, okay, there are some other key takeaways. Like, we learn Wesley has what he believes to be good reasons about believing the prophecy that Angel will mm -hmm. kill Connor. Holt has an army now and a compelling recruitment plan. Uh, Sajan and Lila have teamed up to take Angel down, and Wolfram and Hart have Connor's blood. Wesley's nightmares are coming true and his loyalty to Angel is torn. He knows Angel to be a good man with a capacity for real evil and the life of Angel's in infant son hangs in the balance. So that wraps up loyalty. But before we move into sleep tight, we want to remind you that Still Dead is brought to you ad free by our Patreon subscribers who get exclusive content like our Discord chat podcast and their own magical hamburger to talk to when they need to learn the truth about ancient prophecies so thank you to our patron supporters who make still dead possible and if you love still dead but haven't yet subscribed visit patreon.com slash to find out how you can 
$3 a month is basically the cost of a regular hamburger, and that hamburger will keep us going so we can record all these podcasts without that annoying, grumbly stomach noise in the background. So please (laughs) become a supporter today. And while you're heading off to Patreon to pledge your support, it's time for us to talk about Sleep Tight. In Sleep Tight, Wesley struggles with what to do about Angel and Connor. While Fred, Gunn, and Angel are out dealing with a demon punk band, Wesley visits Holtz, who knows about the prophecy. Holtz says that either Wesley has to do something to stop Angel from hurting Connor, or he will. Meanwhile, Angel's acting super weird, and they realize that someone spiked his blood. With Connor's blood! Gross! Angel confronts Lila over it, and Lila's like, yeah, I spiked your blood with your son's blood. Hello, evil. While Angel's distracted bantering with the woman he should be killing, Wesley comes to the hotel to pick up Connor and accidentally sings him a lullaby in front of Lorne, who realizes what's going on. Wesley knocks Lorne out and is about to run out with Connor when Angel comes back. Knowing that he's a danger to his son, Angel lets Wesley take him for the night, and just as they're about to sit down to some hoagies, Holtz comes in with a bunch of guys and attacks. Meanwhile, Justine finds Wesley with Connor, slits his throat, takes the baby, and steals his car. Then goes to pick up Holtz, and they plan to go to Utah with the baby and raise him as their own. At the hotel, Holtz's men are subdued, and Lorne wakes up and tells them about Wesley. Angel, Lila, and a bunch of Wolferman Hart-branded military dudes track down Holtz, Justine, and the baby, and then Sajan pops in, rips a hole in reality to a hell dimension on the other side. Holtz takes the baby and jumps into the dimension, and Sajan's like, works for me, and closes the tear in reality. Lila packs up and goes home, Justine awkwardly drives away in Wesley's car, and Angel is left alone, staring off into the empty space where he last saw his son. Sleep Tight aired on March 4th, 2002. It was directed by Terrence O'Hara and written by David Greenwald. All right. So, Dr. Jones, the perfect happiness scale. Zero at stake this. Six to lost your soul. Uh, where do you play Sleep Tight? Okay. So, I gave this a four. Mm-hmm. But I wish I could give it a five because the stuff I yes. love, I really love. Yeah. Um, but the whole first 15 minutes with yeah. the Raither heavy metal yeah. band, it's just really bad. It's weird. And, and. The rest of the episode is, in turn, either incredibly intense or completely nonsensical. So yeah. it, it's hard to rate. But mm-hmm. Wesley and Lila are so badass awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, and even if it doesn't make sense, watching Angel play Angelus is always fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the scene with Lila and Angel in the bar by itself wins episodes you know all the points except for the fact that angel doesn't kill her where she stands which is what he should right. have done right so. he just goes there to you know chat, chat. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gonna let's talk. talk about how evil you are <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so what about you would you give this one uh well i gave it a four mm-hmm. like i don't know it's weird. I mean, mm-hmm. Justine is annoying AF. Lila is a goddamn delight. We get Dark Wesley and his little origin story. We get rid of the baby, which was going to be a problem. This is Angel, not Full House. <laughs> There's such a run 
of wonderful tension while Wesley's taking the baby, which is really good. But there's this weirdness in the beginning with the demon punk band, and then there's weirdness at the end where Lila wants to kill the baby, and all she would have to do to get Angel on her side against Holtz is to say she didn't want to kill the baby. I mean, lying should be second nature to her. She's evil. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But then Holtz jumps through a ripping reality into a demon dimension with a baby? (laughs) What? (laughs) It doesn't make sense. But But it's good, like... There's the good stuff is really good yeah. and the weird stuff is just like what and then I don't know so for me the mix of all of that brings me to a four yep yep I agree yeah what's good is good yeah. what's bad is really confusing what's bad is just yeah and it's not even like super bad it's just like weird no, and you're the left demon punk like, band was super bad but okay, the- <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. The rest Fair of enough. It was Fair just enough. Really confusing. Fair enough. Like the Justine stuff, I just can't. Like I can't figure out. I can't land I, in a place I, with Justine. Yeah, I, I can't either with her. I don't I know can't. if she's truly bad or if she just annoys me or what that's about. I think she's but truly I do bad. have some moments of perfect happiness. Okay, and they are named Wesley. Of course, they are. <laughs> They're named, they're named Doc Wesley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that moment where he's uh, he's in there talking to Holtz, right? And he's trying to figure out what's going on. He says, Angel and the people I work for are my family. And when I say I don't want to see anyone get hurt. And this is where he grabs Justine and puts a knife to her throat. <laughs> he goes, I mostly mean them. Like, he really <laughs> has no time for anything. He just does not care. I love this Wesley. I, I mean, do. he really is going dark. And Wesley has always had this darkness within him. I mean, we've seen this relationship with his father and that, you know, he was raised in an abusive household. And Mm -hmm. there is a real darkness in Wesley. He got shot in the stomach. I mean, that, you know, was a traumatic experience. And trauma, of course, just like makes you shades darker, just shoves you down on that darkness spectrum, you know. Um, So that's, you know, I, I, I buy Wesley's darkness. I love Wesley's darkness. And it's so much fun when it like. I love when he hits the guy in the throat in the last episode. Oh, yeah. Like, or perhaps you could lie on the floor and just gag. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just so like, oh, good. my God. <laughs> so Pardon good. me, Wesley, while I go get a fan. Um, <laughs> so he has this whole thing. Like, then he leaves and Justine follows him, right? And he mm-hmm. is so good like he's so sharp with her you know and he's like Holtz talks about justice and it's stirring but what he wants is revenge he's driven by it blinded by it and if you me or anyone else gets in his way he'll kill for it right and he's just being completely straight with Justine and I love all of that and when he's talking about you know like I don't remember if it was that if it was this episode the last episode but where Justine was saying well if you hate yourself or you hate Holtz and he's like there's room enough for both of us yeah that was this episode yeah Yeah, he's like there's enough hatred for both of us and I I love that line. Right. Because he has to make this terrible choice that Mm -hmm. he can never live with. He can never live with it no matter what. No matter what, he's going to hate himself. If he stays there and does nothing, if something happens to Connor, he's going to hate himself. If he takes Connor, he's going to hate himself. So there's like no way that he can really like live with this. And he's just accepting it, you know. And then, oh, God, that moment when he takes Connor yeah. And sings the lullaby and mm-hmm. has and the realization as Lauren sees what's going on. And when he hits Lauren oh, and knocks God. him out, that is the, the most heartbreaking 
moment, you know, and then he goes out and he's, you know, leaving and he's trying to get out without looking, you know, like too weird, you know, and angels, of course, going through this whole thing where he realizes that he's a danger to his son. He says, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good idea. Go ahead and take him. And then he hands the baby to Angel and he says, do you want to say goodbye? Yeah. And oh, God, it's just it's so sad. It's just so heartbreaking. That whole thing, that whole scene kills me and then you know fred and gunner there and he knows that lauren is knocked out behind the desk and that he's got to get out of there before lauren wakes up or they see him um it is so tense and it's so beautifully done and beautifully paced i absolutely love it i do too and there was a cute moment right at the very beginning because angels all hopped up on energy Right. You know, and Wesley's like, you're awfully chipper today. And I yes. was like, oh, they gave Wesley that line just for Lonnie. Just for us, yes. It was so good. Um, but when I he when he punches Lorne, oh. I'm like, and I do, I do have questions about that, though. Because mm-hmm. Lorne, you know, he tells the group later, like, he saw Wesley had met with Holtz twice. Mm-hmm. Wesley's planning to steal the baby. Yep. But Lorne doesn't see the part about the prophecy that's driving yeah, that, which is which is, which is like, not huh? yeah really no um, that's very selective. Yeah, it was very selective, but it it just felt like a moment of no return. You know, like he punches Lorne, and then Wesley knows he can't yeah. come back from that. Yeah, you that's know. it. Oh, he makes that choice, God. and that's the thing. I mean, that's the thing. You give your characters choices, and once they make those choices, it changes everything. It mm-hmm. changes who they are. Our choices define us. Yep. And when we have to make a big choice like that, like that is so, it's so hard. And I love the way they built this whole thing. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, I mean, again, like, you know, back to the hamburger. There are questions. <laughs> there are things that I don't particularly appreciate. Um, but God, it all, like, it all works through so beautifully and the way it moves through in this episode is so incredible. Um, and the other moment of perfect happiness, of course, is Lila mm-hmm. Angel and Lila at the bar, you know, Lila looking in the mirror. There's nothing there. I can't hear you, but I'm starting to be able to feel you when you're near. Yeah. You know? And she turns around and there he is. And, um, and then they have that whole discussion about evil you know yeah um and she's just like the game face the one i worked so hard to get i became that years ago and if you're the poster boy for human thank you very much i don't want it you know Mm -hmm. and then when she says i am not helpless right yeah i love that i love her she's fantastic she's the best and i every time she's on screen i just delight in seeing her i do too i just and I love that dynamic between the two of them. And I love yes. them when Sajan shows up and he's so pissed off because he's like, I didn't have audio. I just saw you two being all chummy. Right. Um, <laughs> like, I'm Angel's sworn enemy. And Angel's like, have we met? Because I don't yeah. remember swearing. <laughs> but I don't understand. And again, this is not the first time that I expected Angel to take Lila out. Yeah. And he does nothing she's not you know she's like how did you find me and he said oh your assistant and she's like i'll have his arms broken and angel says already taken care of I'm right like, so you broke the assistant's arms right but that you just cozy up to but lila at lila, the bar and just talk? gonna sit and have a drink with her right? and you just talk about it like if there was a reason why angel couldn't kill lila right you know if there was something that made that make sense mm-hmm. aside from the fact that she's human you know, and he doesn't really like to kill humans, but 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just like, but she fed him his son's blood and put his son at risk yeah. of being hurt and put him in a position where he could hurt his son. That is, I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's just, I don't understand why he doesn't try to kill her why he doesn't just completely destroy her in that moment because he was so angry yeah and I, I mean he does a good job trying to scare her when he's yeah. like you don't understand the things I could do to you with transfusions yeah. I could keep you alive indefinitely right but I don't believe he's gonna hurt her and I don't think she does either no I mean he's not that dark for for Angel you know, who's, who's like, done all this stuff as Angelus, really, really dark stuff. Right. Like, he's just, he's not that dark, you know? Yeah. I just don't, I don't know. quite get it. It feels like there's this protective bubble around Lila, and I'm not really sure. Well, it's the spike bubble. It's the same thing. That just because we love her so much. <laughs> right. Because you love her so much, you don't want to get rid of her. You don't want to kill her, you know? And, I mean, it's the same thing. Like, Spike manages to get away alive from things that, like, no way was anybody ever going to let him live through that. Good like, point. He just, at the last minute, in the middle of a fight he's losing, he just runs off. Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> And that's it. And everybody just watches like, oh, there goes Spike. <laughs> because everybody loves James Marsters. We're just going to keep him around. I mean, I think that she's Angel Spike. I you think know? that's, that's just, fair. She's protected. She's protected by the awesome that is her. <laughs> so there's a little bubble of awesome around Lila and nothing can happen to her, whether it's motivated in the story or not. Um, but my last moment of absolute perfect happiness <laughs> is at the end. We've got all this stuff going on and it's really easy to miss. But like... Um, you know, the Holtz has taken Connor, jumped through the fabric of reality into Kortoff, which we're going to discuss in a little bit. Um, Sajan's like, all right, good enough for me. He takes off. Uh, Lila's like, ah, whatever, we'll just leave Angel there to suffer, you know. Um, and she takes off with all of her military guys. And then Angel's just there on the ground, like staring into the space where he last saw his son. And then while all this is happening in the background, Justine just kind of gets up and walks over to Wes's stolen car, gets in the driver's seat and drives away. <laughs> like, I guess, I guess, I guess I might as well, you know, go get a hamburger or something. Like, I don't even know. Like, she's had this whole thing, like her, her boyfriend and the kid she was going to raise as her own in freaking Utah, right? is just gone. And she's just like, Okay, I guess I'll go back to the mansion or something. I don't know. Motel 6, perhaps? I'm like, what is she? And stealing Wesley. Like, it's Wesley's freaking car. Like, she's... It's, well, it's stole, I'll just I'll just drive off then, if that's okay. She and knows do, do Wesley doesn't need it anymore. I guess she does. <laughs> I guess she does. I love that. It was so funny because, like, I hadn't noticed it. And then all of a sudden, like, the car starts moving. And I was like, wait a minute. That just <laughs> just like something about it is so funny to me it may just be me i may be the only person in the universe that thinks that's freaking hilarious but it cracked me up so hard (laughs) it seems like yeah i'll just i'll just take this really hope that she goes to that drive-thru and orders a hamburger (laughs) and orders a burger that is what i want i mean seriously it's like what's she gonna do now but um yeah, so actually, and while we're talking about Justine, let's just shift quietly over into stake this because, oh my God, right? <laughs> um, here we have this opening. She's training everybody how to fight. You know, we're supposed to be seeing her as like this badass second in command, you know, but it's just so weird. And then she's like, never, ever trust a bloodsucker. 
And I could practically see, like, the hand clap emoji, you know, <laughs> punctuating her speech. Don't you think they give that on a t-shirt when you come into Holtz's cult? I think, it's I like, guess. like, here's your steak, here's your how-to video, here's your never trust a bloodsucker t-shirt. We I wear know. it to all of our meetings. <laughs> never, ever trust a bloodsucker. It's like, okay, nobody's trusting, but they're just fighting. Like, with, you know, like, they're fighting with, the, I don't know. And also, calling them a bloodsucker instead of a vampire, like... I don't know. It's just, it's all so freaking weird. And then, you know, we have this moment where she's talking with Holtz and she's really uncomfortable with killing humans Mm -hmm. for like a half a second, you know? And then like, while she's debating, like, is it okay to kill humans? You know, like in this really stupid way, um, Holtz, you know, we see him pull out a knife, right? And I'm all like, yeah, stab her, like get her off the screen (laughs) because I can't stand her. Right. But, but like, from the perspective of, the, like, we're supposed to be worried that he's going to stab her. Like, that's what that moment is supposed to And then she's suddenly like, well, I guess if they work for a vampire, then they must be bad. So it's okay. You know, she just completely <laughs> switches into another, like, you know, we can't have two complicated thoughts at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like Aristotle said, the sign of the, like, advanced mind or whatever can hold two separate thoughts or two thoughts in opposition at the same time. Yeah, no, not no, just Not just in. She's just not there does yet. does not have that. Does not have that. So, um, so then, like... He has the knife, and then that's, of course, when Wesley comes in, and then he just takes the knife and slices off a piece of apple, and I'm like, okay, am I supposed to believe that you were going to stab her with that knife, that this was your your stabbing your co-worker's knife, and then suddenly you're like, nope, I'll just use it to slice my apple. Yeah, I think like, I think Holtz is old-fashioned, and he has a knife dedicated just for peeling apples. Just for peeling. Well, yeah. no, what I'm saying is <laughs> I'm just that you keep... <laughs> Your culinary knives separate from your killing people knives. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. It's just perfect. It's really just a hygiene thing. Yeah. You know? I mean, um, and there was some questionable like kitchen stuff going on there too. Um, yeah. Although this was the moment where I had no doubts that Holtz and Justine were sleeping together because mm-hmm. he's got his um, coffee or his tea. Oh, and he's yeah. like, I don't like drinking tea from these cotton cups yes and she's like oh sweet holtz it's called styrofoam i'll get you some china ones honey right and i'm like and he's like thank you justine and i'm like uh-huh. i know yeah 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 no, they've totally been together oh Sometime yeah between the ice pick and the, and the previous episode <laughs> they started smashing and that's it um but yeah it's just it's just weird so basically my entire stake this is like justine just stake her over and over and over again of course when she slices wesley's throat yes right oh my which god is, which is wonderful and terrible Mm -hmm. you know like i hate her and i think she's awful it's a it's an incredible moment you know where here he is he's just betrayed everybody and then still fails to protect connor which is freaking heartbreaking it's so but the fact that it's justine who gets the best of west i mean justine please I mean, of all the, like, have this happened to Wesley with anybody else? Had it been Holtz? Had it been anybody else? I would have been like, all right, great. I'm in. That's awesome. Wesley did this terrible thing. And immediately karma comes around. But the, it's adding insult to injury. Yeah. Like getting your, getting your throat slash is one thing. But by Justine. Yeah. She's so bad. She's really bad. Yeah. She's really, and I'll really bet bad. it was an apple slice and knife too, because Justine has no sense of propriety. Um, <laughs> I, I hate her. I hate her so much. I just can't stand her. She drives me crazy. All right. So that moves us into research mode. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Angel's weirdness, right? Like, first, he's all giddy. Yeah. You know, and he's like, oh, let's do this flying nuns. And it's just like all this like weird 
stuff from him you know they go to fight the demon punk band he launches himself at the guys he's like really into the moment then he comes back and he's so like you know that baby better shut up or i'm gonna like you know whatever and all of it is so weird and it's not is he giddy or is he murderous like what is it you know um and then like he knows what connor's blood smells like like wouldn't he know he knows what human blood smells like, like he would know there was i mean they said there were just traces of human blood but he's a vampire yeah like he smells so it's all weird i don't understand i understand why connor's blood would make him um I, I guess look at Connor like food, mm-hmm. you know, but that would be disturbing. But like the giddiness is like human blood so, doesn't necessarily do that to him. Not to mention that we had at the end of the last episode, that moment where he's yes. like, well, I guess, I guess if we had gotten stuck in there, at least I would have had something to snack on, which he would never say about his son. He wouldn't even joke. He about would that. never say that. And it doesn't make sense until this episode, which I also yeah. didn't like from the last one. And like part of me likes the whole baby blood spike thing because Mm -hmm. if it was consistent in the story world that human blood could make angel evil then it would make sense right but that's Mm -hmm. not consistent and so yeah then i thought about sajan saying well the lab was looking at the wrong thing so maybe blood of a direct blood relative has a different effect on angel like right but we've seen people yeah so like eat their relatives before (laughs) But nobody else has ever had a vampire baby. So maybe there's no, something about fair enough. Nobody's that. ever had a vampire baby. Right. Yeah. So I mean that would be different. But this baby is completely human. Right. Well which is I mean this, all of it's weird. It's, and there's it's nothing just weird. Ex- like, that um, they can pick up on him that's extraordinary. No. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's all not weird. at all. But I I did like how we see Angel becoming in like, even though it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. I guess it's just David Boreas's acting. That delights yeah. me so much. Oh well, um, no, he's delightful. But there's yes, there are absolutely. like clues in there. Like um, even even though also it didn't make perfect sense when Gunn mm-hmm. says something about singing demons, and Angel's like singing demon, dancing nuns. I like nuns. You know how does she fly? Is it God or is it magic? Yeah. But I'm like, okay, that cognitive jump with a word association. Yeah. With Angelus jumping to nuns, like we right. know Angel's thing for nuns. So like it. it it's like they're trying to show us that Angelus is emerging, but the whole thing is yeah. just so messy and muddy. And like, why? It's, it's just yeah, so and weird. What does Wolfram and Hart get from feeding him Connor's blood exactly? Is this an experiment to see? Well, no, it, Sajan asked her to do it. Sajan said, you're going to need the blood. And she says, already got it. And so Sajan asked her to do it. And she just did it. So I don't think Wolfram and Hart okay. really knew what so was going to happen. So Sajan was trying to get Angel to kill Connor that way. Sajan was trying to get Angel to kill Connor. Okay. Yeah. But still, yeah. Uh, no, but it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't and, make and the any way sense. that they had him acting doesn't make sense. Like, if he, like, the desire to hurt Connor. Right. But not even heart, like the desire to eat Connor, like that would be and and try to express that in a way. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's all it's all weird. And, and if you wanted to do that, wouldn't you have put all of Connor's blood in one dose so it would have hit really hard and just made Angel go crazy? Yeah, like a little bit at a time. I don't know. Yeah, it was just yeah. Muddy as I don't hell. know. Like it, it it was it was really really weirdly done. Mm-hmm. And the the effect wasn't consistent, and it didn't really make sense. And I don't understand any of that. But speaking of things I don't understand, let's go ahead and talk a little bit more about Justine. Okay. 
um, because, oh my God. Um, so we have this moment. She runs after Wesley, mm-hmm. right, to talk to him. And it seems like she's betraying Holtz. But of course, we suspect the Holtz sent her to pretend like she's betraying him. But then Holtz shows up behind her and seems it seems like she's betrayed him and then the next time we see her she's all beaten up and she's like you were right Holtz is a monster blah 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 until Wesley turns his back on her for half a second then she slits his throat right Right. Um, so she's completely beaten up and so I'm guessing that Holtz beat her up to make her look like that but she was still on his side but we had this whole like ooh is she betraying Holtz or is she lying to Wesley like none of it is clear all of it is stupid I hate all of it and then she slits his throat. She takes the baby. She and Holtz are in the car, and they're going to run off and be a family in Utah. Right. Like, okay, mm-hmm. fine. It's you pretty, know, I mean, Lonnie. What more do you want? Utah. No, Utah is pretty. <laughs> I've been to Utah. I have to. It's pretty. Utah is beautiful. But, like, what the hell is, like, you're just going to run off and be a family with a baby and this murderous guy who put an ice pick in your hand. Like, there are so <laughs> many things wrong with Justine that she is looking at this and thinking, I finally get my happily ever after. Like, right. there is no way this is going to end it, well. Isn't she supposed to be motivated by killing vampires? Yeah. I mean, do we have a lot of vampire action in Utah? I Well, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Probably. I mean, there's a lot of vampire action in California, which you would think not so much because yeah. it's so sunny all the time. Good point. But no, it's just it's so weird. And Utah feels so random. You know, like if if she if she had mentioned some time earlier, like I don't maybe she did, maybe she did, and I just missed it that she was from Utah. I, or I guess I had like headcanon that she was from Utah because he asked I'm her guessing? what's it like, and she's like, "It's pretty." But you're it's right; pretty, I don't yeah. think they ever said that. It all it all feels it's all just I don't even know. Like she is she's so stupid, Kelly. Like I can't <laughs> with how stupid she is. <laughs> It just, it makes me crazy. Um, So then, like, I have a couple more research questions with Holtz. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. Holtz gives Wesley one day to do something to stop Angel from hurting Connor, or he will. Right? So Wesley can be like, oh, great, you do it then. (laughs) (laughs) Then Connor's safe. And Holtz says he's not going to hurt anybody else. Right? Connor's safe. Da, da, da. Then it doesn't have to be my responsibility anymore. But I think I think Holtz's version of that would be taking Angel out. Uh, maybe, maybe you know. And so I mean, but the thing is that like he's not clear on what it is he's going to do in one. I give you one day, you know? <laughs> and then. And then especially Wesley, like, to be like, well, screw you, Holtz. I'll take as many days as I want. If you come to me, <laughs> kill you, you know, because we're tougher than you are. So all of that seems really weird and just like, I don't quite understand it. But then, but here's the other thing, though. All right. So here we are at the end, right? Holtz has the baby in his arms. And he's really fine with killing that baby. He's like, kill the baby, steal the baby, really one way or the other. You know, six of one, half a dozen of the other, whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, I want to go and watch Friends. Whatever, right? (laughs) So so here we have Sajan rips a hole in reality and says, this hole is going to swallow you all up. Everybody goes to this hell dimension, right? So Holtz is standing there with a baby in his hands and he's looking at his choices. And granted, one of those choices was going to Utah with Justine. So I kind of understand him (laughs) jumping into the hell dimension. But if he had just killed the baby, he probably would have gotten away. And if he didn't, he would have gone to jail. But jail has got to be better than a hell dimension 
with a baby. I mean, okay, babies love my kids, had a great time. Their baby time was really fun and lovely in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But had I lived in a place where, like, first of all, where is he going to get the formula in a hell that dimension? That was is my question. I'm like, in the hell dimension? How, how is, is he, he going to feed, feed that, that baby? baby? This, You know a right. man wrote this. Like, yeah. oh, no, actually, cut that. I'm sorry. That's not fair. Some men are good parents. Um, but, yeah. How- no, it's fair, but they don't have breasts. Like, they don't- <laughs> yeah, like, how is he going to feed this baby in a hell dimension? How is he going to feed that baby? Yeah. And I mean, because it's still an infant. It's like, I don't know. What is he like a month old? Maybe, maybe at this not point? old. No, he's a baby. You know, he's a that baby, baby, baby needs needs breast milk or formula. Yeah. That's what that baby needs. The water from a sewer in a health dimension <laughs> is not going to help you out here. So how is he going to keep that baby? Alive? How are you going to raise a baby in a hell dimension? Yeah. And, and like, how, how does he think that's going to happen? I mean, I guess he feels good because he's got his apple knife. But I like... Really? You're gonna What's he gonna do in a hell You're dimension? gonna jump into a hell dimension with a baby. Right. And, and I guess the only thing, like my question was, okay, I maybe he never was willing to actually kill that baby. And that was maybe. the only way he saw to keep the baby alive. Was like but if, right. if all but he jumping wanted, into a hell dimension yeah. kills him slowly because no formula. Right. They don't have Walmart and Cortoff. <laughs> but if 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 he just wanted to devastate Angel, then giving the baby to Lila would have done that. Giving the baby to Lila? Throwing the baby in the hell dimension? Oh, yeah. And then Sarjan being like, okay, I'll shut that up then. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's a million different things he could have done. Yeah. But he jumps into the hell dimension with the baby. And I'm like, that out of all of the things you could have done? I mean, I guess, I guess like he... You know, he lost his son and his son was about that age. You know, when he lost his son, he wasn't able to raise his son. So he was and he was going to raise Connor as his son. So I guess there's that. But I mean, but out of all the options available to him at that moment. Well, maybe it was granted one of them was going to Utah. with Okay. Okay. But okay. But Lila said, kill it. So like maybe he really thought because there's a part of me and maybe I'm just naive Mm -hmm. i don't think he was willing to kill that baby so maybe he really thought the only way they were going to stay alive was to jump into that hell dimension maybe i mean i'm guessing yeah i'm guessing that's it but it's it's, just leaving justine there so she can yeah you talk about like (laughs) the lesser of evils like that was really not a good decision and no it's all crazy and i couldn't understand why okay so he jumps in right how did he know that was going to close the portal? And why did the portal electrocute Angel when Angel tried to jump in after him? Right. Like, right. Why? 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 Why did the portal not want Angel? I mean, I guess Sajan was running the portal and Sajan didn't want Angel there because Angel might have been able to save the baby. But he doesn't care because the baby's in Kortov. He just wanted the baby gone. Okay. So. Yeah. I it was just weird. Don't know. It was just it's weird. It's all it's all incredibly, incredibly weird. But we have this devastated ending, and everybody just leaves Angel there, you know, torn up and lost mm-hmm. over his son. But we get this moment from Lila, right? Yeah. And she looks over this whole disaster, and she's like, well, I'm looking at a mountain of paperwork. And she's like, we just let Angel suffer, and she leaves. That is a whole new level of cold, even for Lila. <laughs> And I'm like, are we supposed to, yeah. like, are we supposed to hate her for that? Are we, is it her just being true to her character? Is it, and why hasn't Angel killed her yet? Like, that, that, 
that was so not okay. And why did Wolfram and Hart suddenly decide that that was the day they were going to steal the baby? Like, this was the mm-hmm. new plan? They suddenly decided yeah. that they needed this baby? So, yeah. I don't know. It was very confusing. I don't know. It's it's all really weird, but... I don't know. So I'm going to brood about it now. Um, Sleep Tight is a pivotal episode of Angel with a lot of weird stuff going on and way too much stupid Justine. But it's a watcher because the fallout of this episode will define the rest of season three and a lot of Angel going forward. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So that is it for our discussion. But Kelly, I have to ask you, what's making you thirsty this week? Okay. So uh, Still Thirsty goes to Lila Morgan. Leaning back in her desk chair, smooth as glass with Sajan being the gorgeous, wicked femme fatale that she is because, I mean, damn. Oh, yeah. She's fantastic. Yeah. She's fantastic. All right. So what's your favorite part? Okay. So this was a tie. Like, I almost could interchange Still Thirsty in my favorite part. Mm -hmm. Um, But that shot of Wesley when he walks into Holtz's lair facing everyone down because he's a total badass and Mm -hmm. I would have found you eventually and just bam punching that guy in the throat like I could I could put one of those as my favorite part and the other is my still thirsty and swap them out they could go both ways oh sure (laughs) no they absolutely absolutely I'm gonna take a wild guess at your favorite part I think it starts with a W it's all the Wesley. It's all the Wesley. <laughs> Although I think my favorite is he hits that kind of throat. Or perhaps you can just lie on the floor and gag. And then he just moves on. Like, he does not give a fuck. He is so... Oh, my God. I love it. I love seeing that part of Wesley. It delights me to no end. I'm not necessarily proud of it, but that's just how it is. No, I, I'm, I'm with you in the delight. <laughs> <laughs> And we want to hear about what delighted you from these episodes. So to join in the discussion on Twitter, follow Lonnie at Lonnie Dianrich and me at Dr. Kelly Jones and use the hashtag still dead. For more in-depth discussion, visit the Shippers forums. Go to chippers.com, click on forum and join in the fun. Or you can support Chippers Media to the tune of a dollar a month or more and gain access to the live chat and Discord where you can hang out with me and Lonnie and all the Chippers patrons who just might teleport into Lila's office without an appointment. (laughs) You'll also get access to exclusive patron content like our new podcast, Still Chipper, where the Chippers hosts go off topic to talk about things and ideas that we find delightful. Visit patreon.com slash chipperish to find out more. This episode of Still Dead was brought to you by Chipperish Media producer Mandy Kay. Mandy Kay supports Chipperish Media at the power producer level and as a reward gets to run her ancient prophecies past a big talking hamburger. You know, as you do. (laughs) Thank you, Mandy Kay. And thank you to everyone who supports Chipperish Media and makes all of this possible. Visit patreon.com slash chipperish to find out how you too can become a Still Dead producer. Yeah, because you can't be in better company than Mandy Kay. No, Mandy Kay is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Mandy. You can also show your support for Still Dead by going to Apple Podcast and giving us a five-soul review. Or use your social media platform of choice to tell your friends who really need to watch Angel that we won't make them watch the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) And to say thanks to our rogue demon hunters who take the time to write reviews, we turn to the Prophecy Scrolls. I'm writing these in reverse chronological order, so post your review and you'll hear your prophecy soon. For Girl Eyes. Collecting this prophecy requires you to face a daunting challenge, but the powers that be have called upon you, dear one, and we think you're up for the task. 
Your job is to locate an enchanted drive-thru, stand in front of the hamburger speaker, and carefully peel an apple with a really big knife while holding a book of riddles and pouring tea. If you succeed, the hamburger will come to life and tell you to ask the right question. Now, this is the key part, Sugar, so pay attention. We need you to ask about the secret location of plot holes and story gaps in the angel verse. Once we know where to find answers, we can clear up a whole bunch of nonsense. The information that you'll gain is priceless, so bring that mystical insight over to the Discord channel and we'll throw a parade in your honor. Yes, awesome. There is no episode next week as Kelly is guesting on a supersized episode of Still Pretty where we are looking at the end of Buffy Season 2 becoming Parts 1 and 2. But we will be back the following week with Angel Season 3, Episodes 17 and 18, Forgiving, which is a watcher, and Double or Nothing, which is a skipper. Until then, you think you can awaken some buried spark of decency in us? Is that the way you help your helpless? Well, we're not helpless. <laughs>